This podcast is brought to you by Lacrosse All Stars, growing the game one podcast at a time. Welcome back to another episode of Outside the Eight. My name is Cassie Brunel and I am your host. I realize I often forget to introduce myself on my episodes because I just jump right into the introduction. So I just did it this time. This is episode 10 of Outside the Eight, if you can believe it. We have made it to 10 whole episodes. If you haven't had a chance to listen to all 10, well, they are right there in your podcast app, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast, Stitcher. Those are all the ones I can think of right now. All right, so welcome back to episode 10. This episode, we have the tenacious, the confident, the amazing, the great Ashley Gersick Murphy. I had the chance to sit down with Ashley, who is the CEO of Summit Lacrosse Ventures. She is an awesome lady. She is a businesswoman. She is a boss. She is an athlete. She is a powerhouse. And It was so fun sitting down with her when I was in Denver a few months ago, and I'm super excited to release this episode because she gives a lot of insight to not only her lacrosse experience and the experience of building a program, which the program was Northwestern, which became a powerhouse, thanks to people like Ashley Gersick Murphy, to now running a business that is the operation behind some of the nation's greatest lacrosse tournaments, including Lake Placid. So we will talk a lot about Summit Lacrosse Ventures, how Ashley got to where she is today, how they make everything happen, and some girl boss stuff because she is awesome. So here is my episode with Ashley. We will dive into a bit of a fact check afterwards because I want to um, tell you more about her experience um, at Northwestern and then also, you know, how you can learn more about Summit. Here we go. Well, hello. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. We're here with Ashley Gersick Murphy, right? Yep. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Monday morning, yeah. we're, uh, we're launching our 2019 events coming up Wednesday, so fired up and ready to go. Yeah, so you are the CEO of Summit Lacrosse Ventures. I am. Um, so we will be diving all into that because that's where you are now, but you have a long history of doing many things. Yes, indeed. Um, so to start out, um, where are you from and kind of what's like the very quick res- or, um story of how lacrosse came into your life. Okay, so I'm originally from upstate New York, um, left there in 2001 where I went to Northwestern University for four years and then lived there 10 years after and uh, then got married in 2005 and my husband actually got a job out here in Denver, hence mm-hmm. the headquarters moved to Denver. Mm-hmm. So I'm here now, but um, lacrosse has been part of my life for a really long time. I should say sports in general have been a part of my life forever, really. Um, Started playing boys lacrosse in Connecticut, where I lived until I was 12, oh, wow. um, and was a little tomboy, and um, all my buddies were, were guys, pretty much, and um, lacrosse just became popular. Um, I remember literally, and I think it was fifth or sixth grade, someone got a back rack catalog, and the biggest deal was, you know, dyed, custom dyed stickheads, mm-hmm. um, and we were just super into it, less even, you know, 
really playing in any formal way, but it was just the cool thing to do in the neighborhood, kind of. So got into lacrosse early, along with hockey and baseball and, you know, skiing and many other sports. Um, and actually, when I left um, when I left Connecticut and transitioned to upstate New York, Albany, where I'm from, my going-away gift for my buddies was a custom-dyed oh, Hopkins cool. lacrosse stick. Um, so... I, uh, so yeah, ever, ever since then, um, played boys lacrosse and, um, tra- transitioned obviously into the girls game in middle school and it's been a huge part of my life, my life forever really. So why did you play boys lacrosse first? Uh, again, I was a little tomboy and I liked to hit and I played, you know, football in the neighborhood and I played baseball, not softball and, um, just, you know, my... So there was girls lacrosse as an option. There was girls lacrosse okay. as an option. I played boys lacrosse, and I loved it, um, and so that's where I started. And actually, when I moved to um, Albany, I played boys lacrosse as well. It was kind of a controversial thing. I made the yeah. boys travel team, um, and ironically, we can go back to it later, but that's how I first met my now business partner and mentor, George Lavelle. We can talk about that later, yeah. but... And then um, went to an all-girls school, much to my dismay, in Albany, and uh, the girls needed a goalie in order to have a JV lacrosse team, and they threw me in goal. I agreed to play. Actually, I had full hockey equipment on, um, and then ended up playing girls lacrosse, and kind of the rest was history. And always goalie? Uh, started as goalie again just because that's what they needed. Yeah. I had never played goalie before. I played attack a little bit in high school just because there was a goalie already there, and I wanted to play. Yeah. Um, so I played attack for a couple of years, but primarily goalie. Wow. So do you feel like you had an advantage because you played boys lacrosse, or what was that? Like, did you feel like it, there was a big difference? Um, I would say certainly in terms of stick work, just because, yeah. you know, I I loved it and I had a stick in my hand all the time because I, you know, it was just the cool thing to do, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, I just loved the game. So I would say I definitely had a stick in my hand earlier than many people around me, um, but just... You know, I think the, you know, the speed and intensity and, you know, I was always playing with boys that were bigger and older and that's sort of how I developed my passion for sports. So I would say just early involvement in not even just boys sports, but playing with people that were older and bigger and faster and stronger and more competitive. It just kind of shaped who I was as an athlete. Yeah, it probably made you very tough. Uh, I was also, I've also been five foot one since about fifth grade. So, you know, I got banged around a little bit. Wow. That's, that's awesome. Um, so did you kind of always know you wanted to play in college and take lacrosse kind of further throughout your life? I would say I always knew I wanted to play sports in general at the most competitive possible level. I mean, if you had asked me earlier, I would have said hockey. Um, ice hockey was sort of my, I wouldn't say original, I guess baseball is my original favorite sport, but Mm -hmm. I loved ice hockey, um, but just honestly didn't have the, didn't have the hands or I hadn't, you know, I didn't start early enough and I wasn't good enough to play college ice hockey. So um, I loved lacrosse and, um, you know, took me to some really great places. Yeah. And you have siblings mm-hmm. and they all play. Are you the oldest? Or? I'm the oldest. Okay. Yep. Um, my brother opted for, uh, books and okay. <laughs> things outside sports. <laughs> Actually, I shouldn't say that he was a, a great runner and skier, but my younger sister sort of followed my passion for sports. Um, but I like to say she was the spoiled third child because, you know, she got to play ice hockey competitively at age four or five, whereas I had to convince my parents I think I first started playing around 12 or 13 yeah. so wow you know. very cool um so kind of how did you choose Northwestern as your college next step I think it was actually a uh, pretty pretty special experience so as I was looking for schools it was sort of dictated by the fact that I was a goalie so mm-hmm. most of the programs I was interested in were established programs um and sort of got down to the wire a little bit or you know that version of the wire, you know, is much later than the process is now. But 
Um, and Coach Amante Hiller reached out to me, and she basically just said, um, I'm building a program. You know, I certainly knew who she was and her reputation as an athlete. Um, kind of funny story, but uh, she called our house for the first time, and my mom, you know, put it on mute and shouted, Tony Amante's sister's on the phone, <laughs> because we're a big hockey family. Okay. But So, you know, to me, she was sort of the Mia Hamm of women's lacrosse mm-hmm. and got that phone call, and she just had a conviction about her sort of plans for the program, and I was just really, um, you know, inspired by the opportunity to build something, and, you know, she just needed to put somebody in the goal. <laughs> um, yeah. So I ended up being actually the first kid to commit to the program. In it was that brand first, new? It was, um, there was a resurgence of the program. So okay. They had a program in the, ni- the 90s that had gone dormant. Okay. Um, Kelly had been there for a year coaching the club program and basically had one year to recruit for wow. the first you know, Division One program and the resurgence of the program. Oh, so okay. I was amongst the very first class in the fall of 2001 for the first season, which was the spring of 2002. Yeah. So ended up being the first kid to commit to the program wow. back then. So, so you were really like the pioneer of that program one of them. that led it to such a dynasty when it was, you know. One off. of them. Yeah. I mean, it's easy to say that in hindsight. I think at the time we were just a real ragtag bunch yeah. of kids who – you know, believed in the vision and really had no sort of ego or expectation about what it was supposed to be. So we just showed up and, you know, we were clueless. And, you know, I was a captain as a freshman, Um, you know, talk about blind leading the blind. But and we just kind of, you know, had this opportunity and, um, you know, we're able to build it. That's really cool. So this is such contrast because I spoke with Taylor Thornton, who really went into that program when you you know, you guys were hitting, like, such a great peak um, after you had graduated, like, after yep. your time. Mm-hmm. But it's really cool to kind of hear more of that backstory that kind of had led it there. And now yeah. it's been such a um, such a force and, you know, bringing girls from all over together. Um, that's really cool. No question, yeah. <laughs> you know, our experience was much different than, yeah. you know, most people have come through the program. Um you know, if you ask any of my classmates, we wouldn't have changed it for the world. You know, we lost a lot of games. People don't mm-hmm. necessarily associate those guys with losing a lot of games, but we did. Yeah. You know, we went 5-10 and 10 our freshman year, 8-8 eight and eight our sophomore year, 15-3 and three our junior year, and then 21-0 and 0 for the national championship for the first one our senior wow. year. So it was definitely a progression. Yeah. And is there a strong kind of alumni community within all of that? Very much so. Okay. Yeah, I mean, our my teammates are my best friends in the world, and it's, it's funny how things – transition over time you know I had 25 teammates at my wedding um you know now everyone's getting married or has you know it has been married and um you know is having kids and you know just you see how it lasts for a long time and then to see my sister come into the program you know nine years later and somehow there's been this you know fluid transition between her friends and teammates and my friends and teammates you know who knew her as a little kid yeah so it's you know it's a very strong bond for sure wow that's really cool a lot of family ties and definitely wow that's really neat um so then you've taken, like, I feel like your career has been super awesome and probably something that you've been really dedicated to, and now you're building this whole, you know, summit and everything. So I would just love to kind of talk about what, like, business-wise kind of you've developed that has also translated to growing a lacrosse business. Sure. I think, um, so I originally worked briefly in for a media agency out of college um, and had the opportunity to go back and work again for my college coach um, and help, you know, grow her, um, her camp business, and that's sort of how it all started. So 
another great opportunity that I was afforded um, to sort of leave my you know, fancy, shiny building on, you know, Wacker Drive in Chicago and, okay. and uh, start something, you know, have an opportunity to start something from scratch. So I think, um, again, it was the opportunity to build something. And I think for me, you know, in hindsight, um, you know, I, I'm just very grateful to have been able to, you know, work, um, you know, in a, in a small environment where I could grow a business, um, you know, grow as a professional and really build something that I'm proud of. Yeah. So let's talk about what you've built. <laughs> well, so I and all the things that you guys do because sure. um I don't think people realize what you guys are behind. Definitely. So, so um Summit Lacrosse Ventures has been, you know, a tremendous opportunity again, something I'm really proud of. Originally, as I said, I had worked um for Amanti Sports for a handful of years um and then ended up sort of um, with an umbrella organization um at, you know, outside just that organization and then back in 2015, or I should say earlier than that, 2013-ish, George Lavelle uh, approached me about a potential partnership for a specific event. Mm -hmm. Um, And I guess I'll go back to my upstate Albany, New York roots. So I had known George for a really long time. I went to high school with um, his son, Kevin, who's now with us full-time as well, and his son, Mike. Mm -hmm. And ironically, so when I moved from Connecticut to Albany, first thing I did was sign up for the boys lacrosse team. Uh, short hair, baseball cap, you know, long story short, I end up on the boys travel team. Um, they may or may not have realized that I was a girl. Wow. So I played on that team. The next year I show up to sign up again and George Lavelle uh, was behind the table and he said, you know, oh, you know, the girls sign up is the table down there. And I said, oh, I'm actually here to sign up for the boys uh, travel tryouts that are, you know, whatever. He said, oh, you know, you know, sorry, but we don't actually have any girls on the boys' travel team. Um, you know, you're going to have to sign up for the girls' program. And um, I said very politely, because my mother <laughs> emphasized manners strongly in my life, um, you know, uh, if you wouldn't mind, please look at the l- roster from last year. I'm on there. You know, I'm a returning player. And he looked at the roster and looked at me and sort of said, uh, okay. <laughs> How old are you? I was, I guess, 13 probably at the time, okay. 13 or 14. And at that point, are you like, how did you have any feelings about the fact you're playing boys lacrosse versus girls? Was that well, I loved it, it's yeah. just what I did. I, yeah. I didn't really think anything about you know, did think girls anything of it. Think it was weird, like, do um, I don't know that I cared. Yeah, I know, it, <laughs> seems, know? Like, it seems like it didn't, but yeah, I didn't, I, yeah. I didn't care. Um, That's and awesome. so he was sort of a little bit speechless at the moment and said, Okay, uh, go for it. Cool. And it's just kind of funny because now you know, George is my you know, mentor and business partner all these years later, and uh, that was our first meeting, yeah. so. Anyway, so he approached me about a joint business venture um, back in 2013 or 14 or so, and Mm -hmm. we started working together and just found great synergies in just sort of our business philosophy and the way we approach things, Um, and just, again, our our general working relationship was very strong, Mm -hmm. and, you know, he was sort of, he had retired from his full-time career, he had built the Lake Placid Summit Classic, you know, starting in 1990 when it was he and his buddies playing lacrosse in a beautiful place, and it had evolved into something far larger than, you know, buddies playing lacrosse in the mountains. And so I think he was at the point where he was looking for sort of a succession plan, if you will, in terms of, okay, this is a real business. I'm doing it full time. I don't want to do it full time forever. And I think he saw some real synergies and just sort of the way we operated. And 
one thing led to another, and we merged our two companies and established Summit Lacrosse Ventures in um, January of 2015. Okay. So Summit Lacrosse Ventures became sort of the merger of Lake Placid Summit Classic um, and a couple of events that I had as well and some joint ventures. So, you know, since then, um, you know, we've evolved into about 15 events nationwide from California to Colorado to, to Illinois to New York. The vast majority of our business is in upstate New York. And, um, you know, now this is our platform by which we offer, you know, great lacrosse experiences to people in um, special places. Yeah. You know, that's I so. love that tagline. <laughs> I don't know if it's a tagline. Great but lacrosse there it is. for people in special places. Um, so that's really cool. Um, I have never been to Lake Placid. And I, hear, I know I hear it's so much fun. So can you give a rundown of what that event is like? Sure. Um, I guess I'll just start with Lake Placid. It's just a really special place. Yeah. Um, you know, it's in the Adirondacks. I grew up playing ice hockey there and, you know, vacationing there with my family and then ultimately playing lacrosse there. I got married there. Um, cool. And actually Kevin Lavelle got married there as well. Um, so it's just a really special place. It's a mountain town. You know, it's an Olympic village. Um, they hosted the Olympics back in 1932. 1980, the Miracle on Ice, you know. So just the general atmosphere of Lake Placid is sort of this small village, you know, small um, upstate New York village with very, very strong, you know, sports, magical sports history Mm -hmm. um, and sort of aura about it. So um, that's Lake Placid. And again, George founded the tournament in 1990. He had seven teams um, and it rained the entire time. And he looked at his buddies and said, well, that was fun, but that'll never happen again. And uh, we're going into our 30th year this uh this coming summer and it's really just a celebration of the game you know it started with men's it transitioned to um you know women's and boys scholastic and girls scholastic and now i mean we have a range of so we've got about five events up there now and we've got a range of seven-year-old boys to 65 year old men and women and girls in between um so it's just it's a celebration of the game i mean you know the sort of quintessential lake placid story is that we've had a father, a grandfather, a uh, son, a father, and a grandfather all playing on the same fields in the same week, wow. um, which is pretty special. And now you add a wife and a daughter, and yeah. a, you know, so it's just it's a celebration of the game. You know, we host about 265 teams there at the main event every year. And how and many days is that? It's seven days, and that's just our one main event. You know, we've got a few. We've got a boys' youth event and a girls' development camp, et cetera, et cetera. So, but the main event is over seven days, um, and. You know, something we're really proud of, too, is it's it's a major, it is, you know, one of the uh, largest, if not the largest economic drivers of the economy of the village of Lake Placid wow. in terms of, you know, our customers who come and spend money in the restaurants and the bars and the hotels. And, um, you know, we hire a lot of local people. And for us, you know, we really feel like we're a local business that just operates, you know, five or six weeks five or six weeks a year mm-hmm. but we're really par- proud of our role in the community and the community has been really really good to us wow so it's kind of bigger it's bigger than lacrosse um yeah. which is what makes it really special yeah so can and like anyone can come from anywhere type uh of in theory yeah. um, but we've got a pretty long, long wait, list, wait list you know okay. and i think the tournament would be a lot bigger if it could be but really we overwhelm the community i mean to the point where we're working with the You're department the of transportation to install peak. temporary stoplights i mean wow. it's we we bring everything they can handle and a little bit more um to the village over that week so it's pretty hard to get into um just in terms of capacity Interesting. you know and teams come back for you know there's there are guys who have all 29 tournament t-shirts that they've collected every year you know oh. so there's kind of a it's a pretty special community 
And so, is there a number of how many people you guys have brought in? Like, how big it is? Uh, it's about 265 teams okay. is really the max right. capacity. Okay. That's, that's crazy. So, you are managing all of the staffing, operations promotion like everything well what's I've got a great team yeah um so full-time so George is sort of our strategic advisor um and he's he's obviously integral to everything but less involved in the day-to-day operations um Kevin Lavelle is our uh brand director and event director as well again he's based out of New York and then we've got Blake here who's the director of events and programming basically make sure you know operationally we're sound from start to finish and then Eric handles our customer service and then much of our operations as well. So, and then we've got a whole team of independent contractors yeah. who have different areas of expertise. So we have our staffing director and our venue directors and our, you know, all sorts of different, yeah, to you make know, sure everything goes smoothly. Yeah. And our independent contractors, that core group of about, um, we've got about 15 or 20 of them who are consistent across our various events and mm-hmm. have been with, you know, been with not some lacrosse vendors, but been with Lake Class Lacrosse for a long time. So, yeah they're key and then we hire event specific staffs in each location yeah wow so quite the operation (laughs) it's an operation it is definitely an operation is that a stressful time um or are you able to enjoy it no we're definitely able to enjoy it it's kind of you know interestingly Lake Placid so you know this year we had 13 events in eight weeks um which was you know a drill for a four of you know a a full-time staff of four but um once you get to Lake Placid, it's it's the biggest. It's it has the most moving parts, but somehow it's the most operationally sound, just because it's been around forever, mm-hmm. and everyone who's the there, community. it's ingrained in the community, um, and everyone who's there really knows what they're doing. So it's a lot easier to sort of let go and delegate and know that everything's going to be handled properly. Yeah. You know, so. So what other events are you guys? Do you guys put on some of the other big ones? Sure. So we started uh, actually the first year managing the Rocky Mountain Lacrosse Jamboree here in Denver, um, which is the root of a a longtime family relationship with the Barouche family who founded their pioneers of lacrosse here in Denver. Mm -hmm. Um, So we started running that for the first year this year. We're in Lake Tahoe with a partner, Advanced Lacrosse, Chris Rotelli and Mm -hmm. Advanced Lacrosse out in uh, Lake Tahoe. Um, Then we... Headed to Albany, uh, the North Star. North Star Lacrosse is one of our, our most prominent brands. It's a, a women's, a girl-specific brand um, that started with the North Star Invitational up in Lake Placid, which is a developmental camp for girls. Um, the North Star Capital City Classic is a tournament at UAlbany. Um, we've got High Peaks men's and Lake Placid simultaneously, then Lake Placid youth, um, Saratoga Lacrosse shootout in partnership with uh, Ryan Powell and Rhino Lacrosse. Um, and a few more sprinkled in there, and then our Monday lacrosse camps um, with Coach Lindsay Monday of USC, and uh, then we ended up in Lake Placid wow. uh, towards the end of the summer. So, so what are the busy months? It's it's really well, ironically, it's really all year long. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so our effectively we're September through August, and yeah. you know September is sort of prepping for our launch. October, early October is our launch. You know, preparation. We do have a couple of we have a, a fall tournament in Chicago. We have a winter tournament in Albany, um, but for the most part, we're preparing for summer. Yeah. And then the busiest sort of operational months are June and July. Wow. Yeah. In the but, beginning of August. So, so through kind of all of that planning and um, executing of these events, I'm sure, like, how have you been able to stay tied to the sport and, like, the growth of the game? And, like, how do you guys maintain kind of the integrity of everything? Absolutely. So I think, um, you know, we're in a unique position in some ways in that our – Many of our events sort of transcend 
you know, time in the sense that whatever the current environment is, whether it's recruiting or, you know, whatever it is, um, you know, our events are really about building a love for the game and a special place where you're, I mean, for example, Lake Placid, it's one of the most competitive, you know, talent-wise, that level of play there is tremendous, Mm -hmm. but there's no recruiting. You know, it's just literally people who go there because they love the game. They want to see the people that they that they hang out with every single year in Lake Placid for, you know, anywhere from, you know, 5 to 20 to 30 years. Mm-hmm. Um, so for us, that's exactly what the game's all about. You know, it's about developing relationships with people, having special experiences in, in great places, um, and just, you know, playing the game because you love it. And I think we've the, we have the benefit of a lot of our events being based around a passion for the game and the relationships surrounding more so than you know whatever is necessarily hot right now in the mm. lacrosse community if that makes sense um yeah interesting well that sounds like a very kind of like broad you have a lot of um your hands in a lot of the the broad execution of the help making the um these tournaments happen which are gateways for kids to you know probably be seen by college coaches and, and be on travel teams so that and i think it's really important that those um, those tournaments continue to happen and that it can be in a place where, you know, there is a history so that there is that sense of community as well. Right. That's well, beautiful. I think it's important that, I mean, I understand I was there as a student athlete where, you know, you're very goal-oriented mm-hmm. and you're trying to get to the highest level and all that, which is amazing. But I just think it's important for, um, you know, young kids to see the bigger picture and understand that lacrosse is really a gateway for your future, mm-hmm. literally for college, um, but really bigger than that. And I just think that, you know, everything, every sort of skill and experience that I apply as a professional, as a wife, as a friend, you know, as a family member, it's all really surrounded in my experience in sports. And everything I sort of know about how to operate as a person and a professional yeah. is comes from sports. And I think kids can be very sort of myopic, understandably, you know, yeah. tunnel visioned in their in their current goal, which is great. But I think it's under, it's really important for them to understand that it's really about the development of something bigger than that. And we just like to sort of um, foster a platform where that is, you know, front and center and people understand that it's bigger than, you know, just the game right there. Yeah, you know? absolutely. So. Do you still coach or play? Um, I don't. Yeah. Um I've sort of transitioned, you know, it's, it's tough to jump back in the goal and be a goalie, yeah. you know, I'm slower, the shots are faster, yeah. <laughs> it's just not as much fun, but, um, but no I've sort field of, play? I've, no, I've sort of transitioned in, into the mountain sport thing, yeah. um, since I moved to Colorado, so, um, just more into skiing and hiking and mountain biking and, cool. uh, and all that, so. I think that makes sense, I think that's one of the beauties of, you know, you've had this great career and you've made lacrosse your livelihood now, right? And it's very ingrained in you, but then there are these other interests and these other aspects of life um, that you can be passionate about and be good at and exploring those, I think is super awesome. And for sure. Should all do. I mean, I was just, I was so focused on team sports my whole yeah, life, which I would never part. trade, but it's funny, you know, my parents, were, you know, we had cousins who lived in, you know, London and during high school, my parents were like, oh, let's, you know, let's, let's take a family trip to London. I'm like, no, I have empire practice. Yeah. I can't, like I had no interest in, I was just so speaking of tunnel visioned kids. <laughs> that was mm-hmm. me, you know? So I now have just much greater interest in travel. Um, and you know, again, national parks and, 
hiking and all these things that I just never really had time to focus on. I and mean, we didn't ski because we didn't want to get injured, yeah, you know, no, so exactly, yeah. I don't want to get injured now either, but <laughs> you know, exactly. so I've sort of transitioned my focus a little bit, um, as an athlete to sort of the more, the more individual mountain type sports. That makes sense. So, um, well, women's lacrosse has changed a lot, especially since you were playing in mm-hmm. college. Um, we didn't have boundaries my senior year. Wow. Weird. <laughs> yeah, I, know, I know. I know. Um, so what are your thoughts on kind of where you see lacrosse evolving, especially on the women's and girls' side of things? I think it's great. I just think, you know, athletes are stronger and faster and more talented and, you know, just over the last couple of years. And I think part of it is, you know, the progression of media and seeing quick clips on Instagram or whatever yep. it is. But just some of the things I've seen of the current, you know, current highest level of the sport or just it's exciting you know I always sort of tried to be in a a non-traditional player in the sense that I kind of cradled like you know I played boys lacrosse I ran out of the net like you know a crazy person um just things at the time that were sort of non-traditional and you just see now it's just it's a whole nother level Mm -hmm. um and I think it's awesome I think it's I think it's fantastic it's great for the sport it's exciting I think a lot of the new rules um it's hard to keep track of them all. They, yeah. They're changing all the time. But I think, generally speaking, the pace of the game is is faster and more exciting and more athletic, and I think it's awesome. Yeah, that's yeah, it is. I, I agree. I think it would have been fun to play with some of these rules that totally. are now out there. Um, and then also I think it's great with um, – I mean, Northwestern has always been such a powerhouse, but then you have these other programs that are developing and um, becoming, you know – national champions and and all and especially on the west coast too kind of growing the game on that side of things um where do you see lacrosse in colorado kind of being becoming more prominent or do you have a view on that yeah i think absolutely i mean i think anywhere where there i mean the sport is growing um still you know maybe not as fast as it was but it's growing and I think wherever there are athletes, you know, lacrosse is a blast. I mean, it's a great sport. I mean, there's a reason why I fell in love with it when I was 10, you know, and I think it's only getting more and more exciting. So I would say naturally the progression will be towards, you know, more athletes playing lacrosse in more places. I think, um, you know, there are a ton of athletes in Colorado. I think if we could get, you know, some more of them off the slopes and (laughs) onto a lacrosse field, you know, but I think it's going to continue to grow and kids are going to continue to play at a younger age. And Mm -hmm. I think it's important that the game stays fun, um, for kids. You know, I think, um, a lot of kids specialize early now and, you know, all sorts of, you know, all sorts of perils that come with today's youth sports environment. I mean, I'm a big believer in, I mean, my love for sports started in a cul-de-sac, you know, in Connecticut with whoever was in the neighborhood. And I think to the extent that, I mean, there's some new sort of um, iterations of the game, if you will, whether it's, you know, Casey Powell's speed lacrosse or, or, you know, those kind of things I think reintroduce um, just sort of the fun pickup nature of the sport, which I think is really important. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think it's a, you know, it's a blast and that's what it's supposed to be. So I think the more that we can sprinkle in fun experiences, which we feel a lot of our, our events are yeah. truly fun experiences, um, the better, you know, because, you know, it's, it can turn into a, a drill. And in, if you look, if you look back as an adult, you realize that, um, you know, any drill oriented nature about going to practice or any of those things, like you, you, <laughs> you take that in a heartbeat over, you know, the day to day pressures of being an adult. Mm-hmm. So the more that kids can really be having fun playing sports, I think the better. Yeah. And I love the idea of like, girls and boys playing together totally yeah I think it's I think it's fantastic we're big proponents of 
just in general sort of the um not necessarily the co-ed game but just you know a universal game to an extent where um kids can play um and i think um I think it's great. Yeah. So you mentioned um, a few, a lot of what you've learned from sports you kind of take into your professional life. Can you identify some of those sure. thoughts? Sure. I mean, I just think, um, I just think sort of my sense of self worth from a very early age was really rooted in obviously, a, not obviously, but luckily a great family. Mm-hmm. But um, other than that, really around sports. And I think. You know, people of my generation are incredibly lucky for people like, you know, trailblazers like Billie Jean King and the Mia Hamm generation Mm -hmm. because I was really never told I couldn't do anything. Um, And I think, you know, my first experience was I wanted to play baseball, not softball in Connecticut. And, you know, the the guy said no, you know, to start. And then my mom said, well, do you want to tell my daughter no? And he didn't. And I played baseball, you know. And so I just think the sense of... um, you know, self-worth and confidence and being able to do anything you put your mind to was from a very early age. And then I think just, you know, work ethic and um, teamwork, the ability to take constructive criticism, um, the ability to work toward a goal um, was sort of non-negotiable. Like, you know, this is what needs to be done. The ability, you know, the willingness to do whatever it takes for the team, um, you know, just all of those sort of, um, just my attitude in life, I think, is based around being, a teammate and I think that's why it's really hard for a lot of people when they when they graduate from college and they're no longer have that association you know because you're not used to sort of operating autonomously in the world you know Absolutely. and I just think you know a- again everything I learned from sports um you know has, has been very easily translatable into my professional career and just again my personal life as well yeah no I agree that transition is really tough and um I, I, I like talking about that, too, with the people I interview because I think we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be a certain way or, mm-hmm. you know, take this source of identity of being an athlete. But when it comes, you know, to the end of your, uh, you know, especially collegiate career, because at probably your time you didn't have – there wasn't a ton of – there was a U.S. team, but probably not a lot of other opportunities to sure. continue. Yeah. Um, was that difficult for you, or did we at the time definitely? We I was lucky enough to live with four teammates in you know yeah. in Wrigleyville, <laughs> and That's fun. we felt really sorry for ourselves <laughs> for for a little while, and then realized we were pretty lucky. But yeah, it was difficult. You know, you just you're used to being, you know, I shouldn't drink a soda today because I have practice and my teammates are depending on me. Just little things yeah. where you realize every choice you make every is, choice you make has implications. Yeah. You know that are bigger than yourself. Um, so I think. The transition was tough for sure, um, but I think you realize quickly that you can apply everything you learned into your professional life um, and your personal life, and you realize that sort of the deep-rooted experiences don't ever go away, Mm -hmm. and they just, you know, they seem pretty far now, but at the same time, it's defined, you know, the next chapter of my life as well, so it's, you know, it's easy to look back and be grateful as opposed to feel like you're missing out on anything, you yeah. know, so. That's awesome. And now you're CEO. <laughs> <laughs> and, you, you know, you still apply the, the same philosophies. You know, we've got a big launch this week. Yeah. And, um, you know, I sent an email to the boys this morning. It's game time, you know, like yeah. let's get fired up. And, let, you know, it's the same – just the way I attack my every day is really not much different. It's hopefully a bit more mature than I was in college, but it's the same mentality, you know, the yeah. same team, team oriented mentality. So awesome. So what's next for summit kind of, I know you're launching for the next year, but are you guys thinking bigger? What's kind of, yeah, I mean, I think we you? try and sort of, you know, stay in the moment and, and yeah. maximize, you know, our current opportunities. We have, 
you know, we're really proud of what we offer today, um, but I think we're of the mentality you can always get better. So right now we're in the mindset of, you know, collecting all of our learnings from last summer and uh, applying them to next year to make next year even better. But, yeah, I think big picture, you know, we're just looking for strategic partners who think the way that we do. I think lacrosse as an industry has changed a lot over the years, um, and I think we're sort of um, – proud of of uh where we stand in the industry and um you know what we believe in and it hasn't changed all that much in 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 many years and we believe that sort of that long-term mentality and and strong relationships and strategic partnerships are what's gonna you know help us be around for another 30 years so you know i think yeah we're, we're always thinking bigger we're looking to see how we can you know grow the game in the best and most positive way we can um and use our platform um you know, for whatever it is to just be, just to make a positive impact on, you know, the players of today and the players of tomorrow. Yeah. Very cool. Was there anything else that you wanted to mention or? I don't think so. Not that I can think of. Yeah. Well, I think this has been really awesome. Um, just getting your perspective kind of being from, you know, the beginning of a program that became such a powerhouse and now running this company that is, you know, bringing lacrosse together in a lot of ways. Um, I think that's awesome. Thank you. I would also just say too, I, you know, I'm really proud of being a, a female yeah. business owner and entrepreneur. Um, I think, as I mentioned, um, you know, my self-worth came from sports and, and self-confidence. And I think I've never, um, you know, I, I've always felt that with hard work and a good attitude um, and enough, you know, effort and wherewithal, mm-hmm. I could do anything. Um, and I just think, you know, I'm very proud of being a female business yes. owner. Um, and, you know, I work with a bunch of guys for the most part. Um, but I think I respectfully throw my weight around. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I try very hard to be a good leader. And I'm just, I'm proud to be a female business owner. Absolutely. And I think that, you know, young girls, it happens to be in lacrosse, which I'm I'm lucky um, that the content of my business is something that I, ha- I have and had still do have a passion for. But to me, my current passion right now is, um, you know, developing and growing a business to be as strong as it can be and, you know, afford good livings for, um, you know, the guys I work with and, you know, people in the future. And I think that um, I'm just very supportive of, you know, entrepreneurship in general, um, but especially young girls who, you know, may be interested in owning their own company someday and, you know, the grass is always greener. You, you probably work harder and, you know, take less vacation and, um, you know, certainly lie awake at night stressed about mm-hmm. the pressures of owning a business. But at the end of the day, you know, I wouldn't trade it for anything um, just to have sort of the opportunity to, you know, work for yourself and to build something and, you know, carve a path. So I would just support, you know, any young girls who are interested in owning a business someday. I would I would certainly uh, do anything I could to support yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. Do you so. kind of, do you write about this or mentor? Or um, not at the moment, not at yeah. the moment but, um, but it's definitely <laughs> something I want to get involved with. Yeah. I think um, I've sort of been, you know, moving at warp speed for the last absolutely. however many years, but I'm kind of getting to the point where, you know, we're really um, pretty well dialed in terms of our operations, and I've got an incredible team. Um, and, you know, from a personal and professional standpoint, um, you know, I definitely want to get more into, you know, mentoring young women or young yeah. business owners. And That's you know, awesome. So. I, you would be a great mentor. <laughs> oh, thank you very much. <laughs> um, I can feel your passion, and I can feel your kind of tenacity to, to go out there and get things done. I appreciate and that. That's really cool. Um, thank you so much for talking thank to you. me. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate you having me. Yeah, this has been fun. Absolutely. Thank you.
Thank you for listening to my episode with Ashley. I really enjoyed asking her all the questions I could think of and understanding kind of how she got to where she is today. She's definitely the type of person you want on your team, business-wise or in a sport. She's an athlete. She's cool. She's a go-getter. And I really appreciated her candidness and uh, filling us in on what it takes to run a company like Summit And I love the anecdote of her talking about um, her first meeting with George Lavelle as a young girl, you know, letting him know that she would be playing on the boys team and she wasn't taking no for an answer, Um, but she handled it with tact and poise. And I'm sure it's something that he remembered as she grew older and then they eventually became business partners. And now, you know, she's running the biggest lacrosse tournament in the nation The Lake Placid Lacrosse Tournament is just one of those legendary things that you hear about in the lacrosse world, and I have never had the privilege of going, but I have friends who have, and I've heard plenty of stories about just the general connections and competition and the beauty of Lake Placid, and it sounds amazing, and you know, obviously goals someday is to be there, but I think it's awesome that they're going on their 30th year this coming August and it's such a vital part of the community not only in Lake Placid but in the lacrosse community I mean people come from all over to attend this and and to play in it and that's that's really cool there's nothing else like it so like I said it was great to record with Ashley I was in Denver visiting friends and I went down to her office in downtown Denver and Got to meet her and the team at Summit Ventures and, you know, they, they have fun decorated offices with all their lacrosse memorabilia. It's a very, you know, driven uh, workspace and you can tell that they have a lot of passion behind it. So a couple things to fact check. I did not know that Ashley was part of this class at Northwestern that was really responsible for resurrecting the entire program. I had never dove that far back into Northwestern lacrosse history to realize that, you know, they, they weren't always a powerhouse, but I guess, you know, every, every team has to build out from something. So that being said, um, you may have listened to my episode with Taylor who graduated from Northwestern in 2013, but it really was the people like Ashley Gersick and her class, um, in 2002, that were kind of the pioneers of the entire program with uh, Coach Kelly Amani Hiller. So it's really interesting to kind of have that separate perspective. I I really appreciated learning about that. Um, Kelly Amani Hiller is one of those names that in women's lacrosse you just know and you hear and you know that she's been a national champion many times over. She is the name behind the stick I played with in college, the Amani 2. She is just someone who's kind of permeated the lacrosse atmosphere um, all around. And it's really cool that she has these players out here, you know, building something of their own as well within. uh... So like I said, Coach Amani Hiller has been at Northwestern since the resurrection of that program with the season in 2002. Uh, They went on to win the national championship in 2005, which I believe was Ashley's senior year. Um, And then again in 2006, 2007, 2008, and 2009. Then they won again in 2011 and 2012, but have not won national championship since. 
because I think the other programs in this country finally caught up. You know, there wasn't a lot of competition for them, especially when newer programs were on the rise and the lacrosse talent pool was a little bit smaller. Now we're seeing a lot more competition overall, which is great for the sport. But I would definitely credit Ashley as a leader to that dynasty that was created at Northwestern. Her sister went on to play at Northwestern, Caroline Gersick, graduated in 2014. Um, And I know they have a really strong alumni network, so that's awesome. Ashley also mentions Tony Amonti, who is Kelly Amonti's brother. I am not an ice hockey person, so I definitely just played along when she dropped that name. But I did a quick uh, Wikipedia, and um, I am sure all you hockey fans out there are laughing because he was a very well-known professional ice hockey player. He played for the Rangers, the Blackhawks, um, the Philadelphia Flyers, our Summit LacrosseVentures.com. Summit is behind tournaments and programs, camps, clinics across both coasts. They are really responsible for a lot of the growth of the game, and I think it's awesome what they're doing. It must be a huge operation, like I talked about with Ashley, to keep everything organized and people on time of what they're trying to do and accomplish. Uh, The Lake Placid Summit Classic is August 5th through 11th, 2019. You can learn more at lakeplacidlax.com. Like she said, there is a wait list, but maybe you know a friend who knows a friend who could get you on their team. I don't really know how that all works, but it's worth like looking into if you're interested in going to Lake Placid this summer. Summit Lacrosse Ventures is a partner with Lacrosse All-Stars, so thank you guys. Thank you, Ashley, for your time and your conversation, for sharing your story and all the things that are going on at Summit. It's been fun. If you guys have any questions or feedback, you can always send me a note, cassie at laxallstars.com. Send us a note on Instagram or Twitter. On Twitter, I am at cmbrunel. If you have any other comments or feedback, as always, I'm here for it. All right. Have a good day. Have a good week and see you next time. Thank you.